You are now tuned in to Queen Tone, a podcast where all women, especially black women, are invited to share their thoughts, opinions, and experiences with the world without being asked to check their tone. This is a safe space to tune in to hear two millennial women's take on social, political, comedic, and straight up what the fuck topics every other week where we bring it to you straight, no chaser. Because let's be real, it's usually never actually the tone that's too loud, but rather the truth. I'm Dana, a Detroit player paid for being a nerd with my tech savviness and product mindset, but known for my love of 90s R&B, comedic wit, and very on-brand Capricorn lifestyle. And I'm Nita, paid for being a bad bitch and improving people's lives, but also known for my ability to speak truth to power and dance to the beat of my own drum. Real Aquarius shit. And this is Queen Tone. Queen Tone. Back like we never left. Another week, um, we're here. Did you miss us? <laughs> Did you miss me? How's your week been going? Um, it's good. It's good. I, you know, I work remotely, but I be in the office when I be in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've actually been going more because we've been, I'm a lead on um, our Black Resource Group for Engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, a, we've been like, it's kind of newly, started newly funded um, to help like increase um, the number of black engineers and like mm-hmm. also push for black engineers and, and folks on the technical side of tech um, at the company to also be in higher leadership positions because that mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. But we also do like community, social stuff like that as well. So we had an event um, where we were able to award a nice substantial check um, to um, this group called Ed Steps, which is a group that helps with STEAM initiatives for girl, oh, black yeah. and brown girls in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, and STEAM oh, is cool. um, science, technology, engineering, the arts and math, mm-hmm. which I think is like, literally that's me. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that that concept of it, but it was very, very cool. rewarding, fulfilling to be able to like have the girls it was me and another engineer, um, a male, but then also a female, um, and just talk about like, yeah, we look like this. And the girls mm-hmm. lit up when they were like, so what are you listening to? I was like, Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Okay. Um, and you two could be up here listening to Beyonce. And right. working you said how old were like they? This. Um, they're in middle school. Okay. Um, and I feel like that's, not that there's ever a time that's too late, but I feel like I was always good in math and science, but I didn't decide that I wanted to be an engineer until the summer before my senior year. So I was mm-hmm. the senior in high school taking ridiculous number of mm-hmm. AP classes and having full schedules my last semester of high school. Um, but getting people into that earlier is great. Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. Um, and because now being a dork is cool now. Um, <laughs> no shade. Being a dork. Not mad about it. Yeah. Being a dork, being a geek. It wasn't the it wasn't the the bee's knees when I was in it. Oh. Um, well, but yeah, I yeah I guess so. It was always like oh be you know people like dumb, but I never cared if people thought I was dumb or thought I yeah I was I, I was blessed to uh, if anything I say I love the fact that my ego is a little bit high that I really just don't care yeah. um what other people think um. But I know that that does affect other people, so it's nice that. Um, no, I'm, I said that wrong. I didn't. I did care if I was cool. I didn't care if people thought I was smart. Like, if I didn't care, I, I was just gonna be smart. Like, I was a know it all. I was president of everything. Oh. Like, 
I didn't care if people looked at me as being as smart or know-it-all. I did care if people wanted that me if I was popular. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if in middle school, I or in eighth grade, I went to the same school from kindergarten to eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I feel like that could also shift things around. I went, I was around the same people. So I was like the most athletic, the smartest girl, girl, smartest, most athletic. I won best personality. I was a teacher's pet, but I also. Hey, like, damn, so stop. Cool. We get yeah. it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> This this it. this is setting this is setting the foundation for when we get into this topic of how I am now. As right, because know. honestly, I'm just looking at myself in a reflection because I'd be like, yeah, I was NHS president, I was Spanish club president, I was class I president, I was. And the only queen. time I wasn't on the <laughs> honor roll was because I got bad grades in conduct. They were just racist. We were talking a lot, but like I'm just, <laughs> I, I have straight A's. What does it matter? I'm talking because I'm bored. What? Um, true, me and Alan, very like very mm-hmm. smart. Whatever. Um, but it was a little bit racist because they kept confusing me and Alan. You know my oh, friend see? Fallon. Do we look alike? No, it's the ponytail. No, it's your ponytail go down to her ass. Not no, right? No, not even nowhere close. Um, but anyway, that was great I love having the opportunity to do this and then with my job I feel like whoever my employer is that's always something that I kind of lean towards um Mm -hmm. which is fulfilling outside of the work so it's exhausting um more so going back into office and being around people yeah being social again because you're just like damn I got after work plans every motherfucking day yeah but we also um they rented out a theater to go see The Woman King before it oh, came out. Oh, yeah. So no, I encourage good. everyone to, one, mm-hmm. go see The Woman King. Two, also do the research on the Dahomey tribe. Don't just, mm-hmm. like, listen to people say, oh, they were slave traders, so we didn't go mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but three, go see it with your cousins. And when I say yeah. cousins, I mean, go, I know the Beaconese is gone, but go mm-hmm. to the Beaconese. Go mm-hmm. to the theater mm-hmm. where your cousins them are going to be. Because it was something beautiful about watching that movie in a theater full of Black people that okay. you don't get. Because my I was talking to my mom and she went to go see it, but she went, they be going to the movies on like random Tuesdays for the senior discount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Hey, I get it. Uh, but she was like, one, we were the youngest people in there, them. Uh, and then she's like, and two, I was like, I didn't get the reaction that I wanted. So I'm going to go uh, oh. with my literal it's like I'm gonna go with my literal cousins, and then wow. we gonna meet up with our cousins to go mm-hmm. see the movie. Oh, see the movie, yeah, yeah. People and were definitely like, yeah, cheering yeah, yeah. in, in in my movie theater and being very yes. vibrant. I went to the icon, clapping. Oh, I like that icon. Mm-hmm. Um, the clapping, the talking to the screen, all of that. Like somebody's like, "Come on, Jerry, girl." Um, <laughs> that movie, I just can't. Malik. Mm. I did not need Malik to smash old girl, but it's whatever. I didn't. Well, not to spoil the movie. Maybe this goes offline. I mean, it's been weeks. It's been weeks. I didn't. I didn't take it as. You think they slept together? She was covered was in the blanket. Yes. But he then walked in the room. He didn't sleep in the room with her. Or was I just not? I wasn't oh, paying too much oh, I thought he was coming back. Inferring it. I don't think they had oh, a because I'm like, she broke the sacred thing. They're supposed to be virgin warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, there's know. 
there has to be a mulatto to save but, the day. But that's a we'll, we'll anyway, keep it at that. Regardless, it was still a great movie. Even the actresses and actors in it to be all from the diaspora. So yeah, South African, Nigerian. Uh, I think John. Bode- I know his name is not Bodega, but in my mind, I've been here for a long time. <laughs> John, yeah, John Bodega is Nigerian. I'm never gonna remember it that way. Um, my Af- uh, Viola Davis is African American, mm-hmm. black. Um, beautiful movie, all beautiful brown chocolate women whooping people's asses, but still showing yeah. vulnerability, sensitivity, everything. Yeah. The action, um, humanity. Really yeah, yeah. And they worked their ass off. Um, they did. Viola, workouts. Oscar, fucking Oscar. And, and every single interview that that I, at least the ones that I've watched, when they talk about like training for the fight scene, Viola mm-hmm. just be like, "I am fifty six years old. <laughs> I'm old, and, and I'm tired. Yeah, right. I'm tired. Um, also, shout out to Dina Prince Bythewood, who's the director. Yes. She's also the director of Love and Basketball. Right, um, my girl. From always. I'm glad yeah, she so got always. justice after, um, because the guard. The old guard. Netflix, yeah, it, it had potential, guard. but I don't know who wrote it. I liked it. It set up. It set no, up. It was. Enough. It was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't good. Like I feel it like there was amazing. a lot of plot holes. There, the action was good, but there was lots yeah. of plot holes that didn't make sense. Yeah, and I don't know. Do directors have the authority to fill in plot holes, or do they have to direct know. what's on the pages? Um. Or can you twist and change it? Because, um, I don't know. But, yeah, the old guard could have... I feel like it was good for a movie to watch on a Friday on Netflix. Will I ever yeah. watch it again? No. No. Would I watch The Woman King again? Yes. Yes. I actually was... I was like, dang, I kind of want to go see it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what about you? How's your week going? My week is going fine. Um, you know, out here being a bossy bitch, as always even though it's instrumental to my health. Um, yes. But yeah, just been doing a lot of different stuff. Uh, funny story, I went to my nail tech and she was like, girl, why one of my clients was like, are you homophobic? And then she's like, no. She's like, well, I am. <laughs> Wait, your nail tech asked you, are you homophobic? No, no. She's telling me about another person. Oh, okay. She's telling me about another client. She's like, girl, I had this crazy-ass client asking me if I'm homophobic. And when I say no, she's like, well, I am. <laughs> girl, who <laughs> says that? What? I was like, who? Niggas out here announcing themselves now? I've never heard of it. And then she starts, I guess the lady starts going into some story about how two women got engaged on the waterfront two strangers that she doesn't know but it went viral and she's like doesn't agree with it because it's against her christian values i'm just like niggas first of all let's wind it back she asked you first are you homophobic and say oh you're not part of the club and then proceeded to tell you the story right what shit's weird i just feel like Anyway, and random story. That's so much. That's so much energy that you have to exert. So much, so much. You mad because it's against your religion, but that don't have nothing to do with them. I was like, you better than me because I would have been like, you can get the fuck out. You can get the fuck out, but niggas gotta make a living, right? But I did. Um, 
wasn't gonna say get out. Like niggas are that bold. Fuck up her nail. Fuck yeah. up her nail. Cut a little bit. Get a little. Get a little <laughs> cut. Just throw some. Throw some. It didn't grow back. It didn't grow back. It didn't grow back. Right. My bad. You, don't need, you didn't need that finger, did you? Right. But yeah, that shit was crazy. Um. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention last week. I went to. I had a whole nother day outside of y'all shit that I didn't even talk about. I went to go see Lady Gaga live. Oh, how was she? I, I've heard she puts she on the show. She was amazing. She was really good. Okay. As somebody who's a casual, and when I say I am the most casual Lady Gaga fan, I don't even know if I can call myself a lady. It's like, I know she can sing. I, her singles are cool. Mm-hmm. You know, her Did you see that movie she was in? Uh, with, with that white man? Hello! Chef it was a remake. Gucci. The Gucci? Oh, yeah, you talking about um, a, Sorry, It's Boring. Yeah, I'm like the remake. Yeah. The remake to the remake to the remake, literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, remake for them. Um, yeah, I did. And so I thought she was decent. Um, but her, but her concert. I'm saying I thought she was decent. Movie. The concert, great. Last minute, my homeboy James and um his partner Anthony stayed over there. Um, and they're like, you want to go to this random Lady Gaga show? She's at the Dodge Stadium tonight. I'm like. At first, I was like, no, that's like not really. But then they're like, you sure? And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, YOLO. I'm like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was dancing her heart off, playing that fucking piano, doing weird shit. It was, it was very good. The one thing I could say is like, if think about how calculated every set Beyonce takes, and you could tell she's practiced it a thousand times, and that she's, if she was to do it a thousand times, it would land the same way each time. Lady yeah. Gaga was like that, but the energy was inverted in which she it felt almost as if she was freestyling, even though it was choreographed, but it felt so passionate and sporadic that you uh-huh. didn't know what she was gonna do next. Yeah. Um hmm, I would keep that in mind. Yeah. So that was cool to see her. Um and then my Kristen had a good art show, so. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, shout out to Prosthetic. Oh, in the LA area, it's something about watching someone take an idea that they have in their head Mm -hmm. and bring it to fruition, Mm -hmm. and the shit be bomb. Yeah, like I don't. I feel like that's something that I didn't. Not that I didn't respect it, like I thought it was easy or something, but like I. I didn't even know to look at it to be able to respect it and mm-hmm. people. But I feel like now, just by default, I feel like I'm more around creative. Even I, even within me, I have a lot more like creative things to tap mm-hmm. into now. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so, I think that's why even like Beyonce, how you're talking about Lady Gaga. When I mm-hmm. think of last week, we talked about like Quinta and Issa Rae. They literally mm-hmm. take a fucking idea yep. in their head. And they're like, and they put it out. Somewhere. And yeah. millions of people fuck with it. Like, yeah. millions That's of dope. people fuck with a thought in your head. Yeah. Dope shit. That is amazing. Um, So yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I'm drawn towards a lot more like creative artsy type of shit. Yeah. Like this part of my life. Um, yeah, I can see why. So th- this week we decided we were going to talk about anxiety. Um, you know, we're we talk about mental health a lot. Yeah. Uh, we had Dr. Bugsby on we um, did. last season to talk about did. mental health. 
um, talk about the importance of therapy or even because therapy isn't for everyone, but whatever you do to like flesh out your mind um, is essential. But how we were talking even earlier about like being the overachieving teacher's pet, all that type of thing, like how, how does that translate one being a child like that but then being a black woman like that and Mm -hmm. even how the type of people you associate yourself with the organizations or even the roles that you're in like I literally tell people what to do all day um as a control enthusiast or recovering (laughs) (laughs) I stole control I definitely stole control enthusiast from the episode with Darla um but like how does that forgot she said that and like add into anxiety because we're we're both di- like diagnosed with high functioning anxiety, anxiety and like having to deal yes. with anxiety well dab um, mine got a dab of depression in there because I'm special yeah my I, I haven't been clinically but my okay it, yeah. if I read the definition it pops up definitely yeah. um my shit is in my chart it is what oh it is. yeah I, I can feel in the I can feel the difference because mm-hmm. even now I can feel a difference in myself than me nine, 10 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, who was that bitch? Like, mm-hmm. thanks for, thank, thank her for getting me through this, but that is not, that is not me. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to, for you, if we think of, let's say young Nina, what did that look like? Did you know? the word anxiety did you know what it was or did you think that's just how Mm. you were and like how did you navigate let's start with that's a good question teenage teenage to go into it um up into like how did you like this should be like like I should be calling my therapist and being like bitch listen to this um no I'm actually a crystal too and fuck around around and become a therapist you know what each week she has been getting better I can tell that she's going to school because the type of Uh advice she's been given has definitely been very therapisty it's been very like concise to the point very rooted in like a behavioral study yeah she Um, was always a very logical sensible person so yeah right you can tell now that it's like yeah I agree it's like I feel like I'm in therapy like but she's like I'm gonna fly on the wall she's like talking to somebody in therapy yeah yeah there was yeah I feel like uh, there was an episode where somebody got left when they or they was homeless or on skid row or something she was like well this that and the other you should feel this way blah blah anyway so you know I feel like I've always kind of been high functioning since it's I probably started I kind of had to grow up fast because I told y'all you know my mom went to prison when I was young so once she did that once she went to prison that's when my grades started to go up because it's not like I was ever a dumb kid but I didn't care as much but once she went to prison I started caring more so I was like oh shit like I'm gonna have to like like I'm gonna have to figure my way out this like Mm -hmm. life so I I care more about school getting good grades and then it just kind of went from there did you feel like that was an added amount of responsibility by default absolutely you're not responsible for yourself your future your well-being Yes. I mean, like, I knew clearly I had my sister, I had my auntie, but it did feel like a sense of, like, you got to figure this out. Like, nobody's, you know, going to take care of you, quote unquote, forever. Like, you might mm-hmm. just be out on your own. So from there, I always felt like, oh, let me try to do more. Let me, 
you know, I always got in also. I just, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, you gotta, I, we got that same alarm time. Because <laughs> mine just went off. My, well, mine is, well, no, mine is, yeah. bitch, why are you still at work? Oh, mine is your your eating window is closed, but I'm waiting <laughs> on dinner, so here we are. Um, uh, what was I thinking about the sense of responsibility? No one's oh, gonna yeah, come save you. Line. I was gonna say, say me so I always refer to my ten year old self as being like an adult. Like I don't like I don't feel like I really had a childhood, even though I did to some extent. But because I had put that pressure on myself, uh. Yeah, so I probably had functioning anxiety even back then, thinking about what's going to happen with my mom or what's going to happen with us or just always been kind of anxious and even probably uh, depressed. And But on the flip side of that, though, that anxiety of wanting to perform and have people value me and not and me not be disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started, I just started to overcompensate, like overachieve, overdo everything because then people are like, you know what, Nina, you are so valuable. Like you make our lives so much easier. I'm like, yes, thank you. Like mm, how could mm, ever wow. get to me? You know, Is your like, name Dana? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here and I am an asset and nobody will ever get rid of me. So the more praise I got or the more people believed in me, the more I, I went into overdrive to like performance and give them more and more and be more impressive. And it, you know, but again, it has its benefits because I am a very successful early thirties black woman. Um, I, you know, your average person, regardless of race or gender is not in the situation that I'm in. Um, so, you know, it is, it is lucrative but now it's coming to a point where it's like okay like all right i'm tired of being in fight or flight mode like i'm ready to like what they call Enjoy. that the soft life soft um, life yeah soft life talk tick tock I'm ready to like have a soft life and enjoy and like be married and frolic with my husband and like go on trips and uh worry about uh you know what i'm gonna eat or what outfit i'm gonna wear yeah, not how you're gonna save the world. Not how I'm gonna save the world. Not what's due. Not is that person gonna send that email the right way. Um, <laughs> not I gotta save right. I gotta save the whole world and come up with a solution for everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um. I mean, I think mine is is rooted for different reasons. But everything. I mean, that y'all can't see me, but mm-hmm. everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's me. I think there's definitely the va- the idea that my value comes from what I can provide from other people Mm -hmm. um and even growing up I feel like it even when I be talking to my therapist I'm like no shade to my parents I literally think my parents are the best people in the world um but even the dynamic of how I grew up with my brother of Mm -hmm. I got praised for being perfect for getting straight Mm -hmm. A's for doing whatever when I when things were less than that it was like what are you doing I remember Mm -hmm. when I got season conduct but had straight A's it wasn't a okay you're you've been perfect you slip up it was this is unacceptable Mm -hmm. and it's like wow so not only do I have to be perfect I'm I'm scolded when I'm when I'm when I I move yeah right yeah like you're not praised or were you were you praised for getting good grades 
it was expected. So it wasn't it was expected. like a that's, yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, right, exactly. Like this is do. expected. And then when I don't do what's expected of me, I get scolded, but I don't get yeah. any praise or affection. So then you I get praise for doing part. Yeah, get praise for doing like not ridiculous isn't the right word, but like I got praised for being so mature for my age. A ten, mm-hmm. Being mature should never be a word for a ten. Yeah, like yeah. Even yeah. now, I'm like, no, you're a child. You mm-hmm. you get to behave like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that the adults around me directly forced my hand to do that, but it was something that me as childlike mind, like, oh, this gets the people around me to like to react in this not way. like me yeah but as a 10 yeah. year old brain like let me do yeah let me do, this do more of that because it makes me feel good when I do anything of that like shit turns so as a child teenager going through school that was I have to be perfect my grades I have to be organized I have to do everything I have to be above and beyond let me be the president of this and let me do this mm-hmm. and let me make sure I go to this school and do this and all of that is like to constantly be in that mode is one is exhausting but two looking back it's like how I made decisions how I navigated through relationships friendships wherever was all from a place rooted in being anxious of like Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen what's gonna I need to plan prepare for war in a time of peace like everything has to be like always and then that becomes the norm and so whenever you're like even resting for real you're like wait I don't feel a sense of dread what's going on something's not right and I think too as an adult trying to unlearn that and get out of it there's a a a mental like fork in the road of kind of how you were saying the way that I got this way or how I've become successful and able to have these these accolades tied to my name or whatever is is anxious anxiety is is fueling all of this so if I'm no longer play into the anxiety will I still be the same successful person like if if my right. fear or failure if isn't fueling me right you know if I'm not no let me double check this every single time mm. to be perfect will it be mediocre mm-hmm. and like what the fuck is mediocre because yeah. that don't work with me or you know um I would say I wrote down um being a control freak or an enthusiast or a control enthusiast because when I can control everything then there's no surprises mm-hmm. and then I can manage the things that right because you played out the several scenarios for the truth. everything I overthink then, what what like, do you exactly there's nothing so that I have done that I haven't thought it out and although the triggers still make you anxious it's like at least I know what will happen if this if x happens I'm going to plan for this but if yeah. something doesn't go my way or like somebody tries to change the plan, I get anxious. I'm like, no, what are y'all doing? I get upset. I get defensive. Yeah. It like the mindset of fuck mm-hmm. it, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's even, I think in last episode, I kind of talked about like, oh yeah, I took a break from planning things mm-hmm. because it was literally, I need to plan it so it can be done the right way. Because I also think that I have to be in control in order for it to be the right way because you're not you're 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 living life without anxiety. You're not thinking about all the things that I'm gonna think about. So let me go ahead and do it. Yeah. Myself. Um, but then also let me be a value and let me plan this and say, like, yeah. oh, and it, it, you this, know, and this, whatever. Cause, anyway, right. Yeah, because that's what that's how 
I feel needed or wanted or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to unlearn that and me being me is good enough, but that's how I add value um, from pro- providing that. Um, but then yeah. also the, the idea of who am I if I'm not perfect? Mm-hmm. And even though there's no such thing as perfect, but who am I, am I always, striving for perfection striving for perfection yeah, yeah. what what am I or doing impact. am I just sitting here Cause it's like sometimes and this is I feel like just my personality I'm not depending on the topic I could really not care like and it's it's not a, it's not random what I care about and what I don't but anything that is like I'm passionate about it this is my idea this is my vision I get really mm-hmm. deep into it but if it's something where it's like, oh, this is my vision or I hope to create this idea, but I'm not really harboring over it. I actually want you to take it and run. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Like, I could do that I, and I could be real chill. But there's like that, that like microscope that for certain mm-hmm. decisions, I'm like, no, I need it to be the way I need it to be um, because my life depends on it, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the certain way that you do something or yeah I, I feel like I'm similar even if it's simple things of like if we're going on a trip I don't care what the outfit is that we coordinate if we have to have the same outfit you know it's like mm-hmm. but certain like logistical things I'm gonna mm-hmm. harp into like laser focus mm-hmm. and go into and I really don't have to do that mm-hmm. um so how do you feel like now I guess functioning with anxiety being like how you are realizing that it's exhausting and it's stressful and you want a soft life how does that then look when you're trying to change it because I think it's first recognizing there's a problem or something you want to improve yeah how are you how are you or how have you now worked to or in the process of working It's very much in the process. I think I'm in the early stages of the process of trying to figure it out. I think the first stage was for me to acknowledge it and kind of say it out loud. Like, I think I want something different or I think I want a different feeling. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I have to like start exploring, okay, what makes me feel good or makes me feel, you know, the Mm -hmm. more I lean into. And the good thing is I have amazing people around me like you, Kaylin, Kristen, where you all have kind of you were doing what y'all were doing but then you all had similar kind of metamorphosis in which you were like you know what I want to venture out and take a chance and do something that I love mm-hmm. and I feel like I can see my friends blossoming in that way um not saying that it's perfect for any one of you but I can see the progress and it's like it makes me happy and mm-hmm. so I'm like dang I really want that for myself what am I missing what step am I missing so I feel like I'm in the I'm still in that metamorphosis stage of like okay what does that look like for me to get more because I would like more freedom more time to be enjoying life which sounds mm-hmm. weird but like making memories and enjoying life and like mm-hmm. relaxing um yeah so just just a softer existence not always having to feel uh, um, I like I still want to feel important and I still want to feel challenged. I just don't want the stress. Like I want something less stressful, like a yeah. less stressful existence. So I I think my because yeah I feel like where you are is where I where I was bubbling up to be for like years trying to figure answer the same questions that you're asking, but I think 
So their school, you know, as childhood, you go through school, college, grad school, whatever, and then it clicks to work. In my brain, school just translated into the job that I had. So it was mm-hmm. like this thing that was the focal point of my life of what was the number one priority, where I pinpoint like where my value would come, all of that. It just transferred once I graduated, it went to work. Mm-hmm. So when work was the center of my life and like if I'm doing well at work, then I'm going to feel good about myself. Life, if I'm yeah. stressed at work, I'm yeah. going to feel shitty about yeah. myself. Yeah. And like my personality mm-hmm. is tied, not my personality, but my, um, my attitude is tied to work. Mm-hmm. And in all the jobs that I did, it was very stressful, but you got rewarded for being a high performer, but mm-hmm. everyone also around me were, were, um, well, not everyone, the majority of people that I worked with or around me were also high performers. So it's also mm-hmm. like the environment then. That it pushes you to even yeah yeah it's not like wait everyone's everyone's yeah. sitting down or everyone everyone's taking pto right, like maybe right, i should do right. that too it was you like no, I was- side note you know corporate baddie on tiktok he makes videos that's like gen z like how gen z is working oh, with work. The work with yeah with taking PTO, and i was watching like, a video yeah. the other day that made a lot of sense it's like his brand doesn't make sense because He'll talk about having expensive things and being like very elitist. Then if you if I invite you to a, my birthday party, I'm gonna pay. If that's the same birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, at the same time, life. he perpetuates that you should do minimal to no work, like nothing above and beyond that work. Those two things don't make penny. You're not gonna be rich by doing the bare minimum at work. I just haven't side, seen it yet in this yes. society. Side side note, mm-hmm. and maybe this is a, a tone check, but. I feel like there's that sector of the internet. There's also the sector of the internet that's like break into tech, make six figures with no oh, degree yeah. and doing nothing. Yeah. Do you know the type of, and I promise you, this is not me being like, this is how I got here. You can't do it too. No, you absolutely can. But what they're advertising, you're, they're setting you up for failure because you're still going up against, uh, okay, I can't say this without sounding arrogant. You're still going up against jobs with people like beat. Yeah, the best of the best because everybody and the wants ample, jobs and the ample of the experience. Unlimited PTO, everybody wants it, right? And it's like I maybe I need to be a content creator and actually say, here's what you need to do without because I don't think you need a degree, but there are certain avenues and certain ways that you need to skills that you need to have that they're just making it seem like you took this eight week course and now you're able to do this, or they say you can do this and make these six figures and work in tech, but the 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 roles that you actually make that money, you do have to have some type of technical background. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you, oh, do this and you can be this person who they work in tech, but they're not making the money that you're advertising. Um, side side note, um, what are we talking about? Back to yeah. the mental health and anxiety. Um, so we were talking about like working in tech, you pivoting. Is that what we're talking about? Oh, and yeah, work being the center of life. And like, yeah. that's my number one priority so that's where like I was trying to solve the problem keeping that in the center of life and I really in hindsight realizing that keeping that at just at the center was the problem mm-hmm. so every I was basically running in circles mm-hmm. like even when I switched jobs it's like okay maybe I want to I'm going to leave consulting and do this because maybe it's me traveling all the time maybe it's this other stuff and mm-hmm. it's like no maybe it's actually you putting work at the center of your life 
yeah. and everything being about No matter about what work. job you was going to have, it was going to be a problem. Yeah, it was so going to be a problem. What did you, how did you recenter? How did you get on the other side of that? I, um, I had a board mm-hmm. and I wrote it out. And I was literally drawing a diagram of what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And what are the things that I'm doing to actually achieve that? And when I made the list of what makes me happy, like in all forms, so I'm not just limiting it to work. Work was not even on the list. Mm. It was things like music and, and, and writing and reading and traveling and being around my friends and families and helping people, like all these other things that had nothing to do with work or, or with the specific role or the function that I was in. Like, so it's like, oh, okay what makes me happy has nothing to do with work. So how can I then have a job that encompasses the things that make me happy? Uh And music was at the top of the list. And it's like, Mm. why am I not, I'm already working in tech. Why am I Mm -hmm. not working at a music streaming company? Like when Mm -hmm. all of this is what it, and I think if you talk to me for more than 10 minutes, you know that I'm from Detroit and you know that I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed with music. So why would I, why was, you know, it was a mismatch. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became me figuring out, like, again, I'm a problem solver. So if I can figure out the problem, the root of it, let me then, you know, go and work my magic. And then it was recentering off of that and being relentless about switching my life to be able to do that. And also caring more about work life balance. Cause I also was like, oh, you know, I can work a lot. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not no. working with you. That is something that I'm not doing. I'm not working. When I worked in supply chain, our biggest time of the season is Black Friday and Christmas. And if you also know me, you know that Christmas is a very, mm-hmm. it's also my birth, like birthday, but like, I don't yeah. want to be stressed in working on Christmas. I want to feel like a little child excited right. for Santa Claus around Christmas, right. like always. Um, so then it became more of a point of being relentless on trying to figure out how can I get towards that? And anytime I felt like I was stuck, it's like, well, the other option is for you to stay how you were or stay where I was. And at that point, I was in Seattle, far away from everybody. Um, To your to your initial question of like, what was I guess the breaking point was I was talking. Was it right? I think I was talking to my AP and she was just saying like, oh, my God, like naming all these things that were going on in my life. Like, wow, you're working at Microsoft, you're doing this stuff, mm-hmm. like narrating my life. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, she's saying all this stuff and I am absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. So what, what mm-hmm. is, and this is me thinking in my head of like, wow, I'm, I think it was around the time, right after I had paid off my loans, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I accomplished this goal, but mm-hmm. I was still miserable. I wasn't happy about that. Um, and like doing all these things, but I'm still miserable. And what's the point of all of this? If I'm miserable. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that has got me like, yeah, what's the point of all this when people are like, you're great? And and mind you, I love it, right? I, I, I do, I like, I mean, although I don't care what people think about me socially, like my work ethic and how I get shit done and how I change people's lives, like nobody can fuck with me, period. So yeah. it's kind of like that kind of praise or when people, you know, give me compliments or say, yeah, everybody's like, you doing that, that, that. It makes me feel good, but at the same time, it still is a double. Is that part of is that ego though? Because I was in therapy and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. 
I definitely have an ego and that's definitely oh yeah part of it. that's part of even any successful person have an ego I mean well I have I an think, ego to a certain extent it's not like I don't think I can learn from other people because I absolutely do but an ego yeah. in the sense of you're not gonna say I didn't do this right or you're not gonna say that yeah. you're failing it's petty it's petty things like for the for a brief moment when I thought I was going to go back to school again Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at schools and I was like, oh, do you see the schools I went to? I'm not going to a school mm-hmm. that doesn't have the same caliber of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's the best program. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to John's yeah. College of Insert City when I have yeah. these names on my resume. And that's right. purely ego. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't make logical. Absolutely. It doesn't do that. Yeah. I definitely yeah. have moments of that of like. I know I, I know I'm operating out of my ego. Successful right people have egos. Successful people have a bit of of um narcissism in some extents, various I think various expressions of it. But I think to be yeah. successful, you kind of have to think highly of yourself. You have to be confident. You have yeah. to, you know, those so those are you have to believe it. You have to believe in yourself when other people you don't. Know. Exactly. And I feel like there's every... 99 people in a room. No, if there was 100 people in the room and 99 people didn't believe in you, one person, it just takes one person. Will Smith says that all the time. Like, you have to be crazy to think. This yeah. vision that I'm at where I'm at because I believed I was going to be here. I don't want to get right. it like, you know, about other right. people. You got to um, crazy. But yeah, realizing I was miserable. That was the the change. Or if it for me too, it was, oh, I said I wanted to, you know, be financially stable. And there was a point where I was like, oh, I'm financially stable, but I don't have time to spend my money. Right. Because I'm working all the time. So what is the point? Yeah. Um, or we can you talk know, about how the chase for success led me to buy a house when I don't, I don't know if I was actually ready, but that's a whole nother <sighs> thing. Not because I couldn't afford it. Because I could afford it. I can't afford it. Yeah. I'm very blessed. So I'm like, yeah, hold on. Let, let, I mean, that's also in the back of my mind of why am I not, I mean, if you know the intricacies of my lifestyle, it makes zero sense for me to own a house considering the only stable address I have is my parents' address <laughs> is where I'm sitting right now. But, but I still feel like, oh, I'm doing this. All the other high achieving successful Black women are mm-hmm. buying houses. Like I need to be able to do that too. I need to be able to be in the conversations about talking about owning a house Mm -hmm. and doing whatever I can afford to do it blah 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 and it's like but I literally change where I want to live every Mm -hmm. two to three years um and and don't want that and you don't money yeah and it's like and I don't want to have to do the maintenance on a I also when I think of home I think of when I think of home I think of um when I think of home <laughs> you know he's producing a Wiz remake. Oh yeah, we can talk we about stop that with the remakes. Can I we would, stop with the movies really about Whitney Houston? Please, just I would really rest. like to stop. Although I do, um, I want to dance with somebody. But, but anyway, um, I but yeah, that that whole notion of like I need to do this um, is ridiculous. So absolutely. I feel you. And you can always, depending on the market, in a future episodes, we'll talk about homeownership. Okay. Um, but you can always sell your house. And yeah. But now, I mean, I don't think I would sell my house. I know the value of real estate and I know the value, I mean, because I'm a planner. Or rent it out. Yeah. So yeah, if anything, I would just rent it out. I think, I just think, I don't know if I was ready to buy this. Like I bought a single, I don't know. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I don't regret it's like I don't regret it, but in hindsight, I did it within six months of moving here because I was so much on this achievement fucking mm-hmm. streak. I'm like, oh I can so do it. It wasn't what you that. wanted or yeah, what you needed. It was just on yeah. the list of it was on the list. Yeah. And this house, you know, the kitchen's beautiful. You know, so it's like everything just fell into place. But I, but yeah, I don't know if I was like really, really ready. But yeah, yeah I, I think it's the point where you have to realize I was you could tell me if you felt the same way. I was very intentional about doing things to be successful. I was not intentional about doing things that make me the person, the soul of who Dana mm. is happy. Yeah. And that yeah. was very much yeah. two different paths. Mm-hmm. And like me being intentional about being successful is nice. It looks great on paper. Mm. It's miserable to live. Me being intentional about what makes me happy and maybe because the prior me set me up for success. <laughs> but now that looks like success and happiness. I mean, you see how I'm talking now compared to 12 months yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's, I'm I, at my parents' house. And I'm like, you. are you on something? Like, why are you so? <laughs> I'm happy. I, you get to, yeah, you on your own terms. That's what makes me, that inspires me. And I'm like, okay, I know it's possible. I see the women around me. So I admire doing it. I just have to figure out how to do it for myself. Yeah. Because then the next step is, or at least where I'm at now, is finding the balance. Like, I'm not about to be completely carefree, have no type of control or whatever, because at the core, I'm a Capricorn's Capricorn. Like, that's just never (laughs) going to happen. Yeah. But there there can be balance in it. There can be things where I'm like, hey, I'm just going to wing this. This doesn't need to be plan this doesn't I don't right. need to be this the doesn't best have to be this. perfect I can know, just be a part I can I just be a somebody today this is a perfect example um there's this thing I'm supposed to be starting that's like really important to me but I'm just getting so busy and I have so many staff people I have eight I have seven staff people I mm. have and it's growing. I have like just so much responsibility. I have this big program. I'm blessed. I love it. I love what I do. I don't always like the people but mm-hmm. you know it's, it's government it's politics and I was telling this person so this person was like oh what happened to that project like I was really excited about it like let me know when you get doing that you know get to going and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. I was like yeah I kind of dropped the ball I've been so busy you know I, my team is growing and this I'm saying like all this you know stuff that's getting in the way and I and, but then I'm also like and so she's like so she's asking me she was like okay well what what else needs to be done before you can like you know try to see if you can get somebody else to do it I'm like well I did two focus groups um we did two focus groups and we have a mission vision um we have a mission vision values we have um a little write-up we have a, a draft application we got da-da-da. I'm like naming like oh we got this we got some lesson plans da 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 She's so like, you really just need no, to hand it to someone else. I have done everything. You just need somebody to do it. And the way she yeah. said it, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I kind of, we have done everything. I just need somebody to do it. It's just that like, it's at a pause, but that doesn't mean I failed or that I didn't do work or that it's nowhere near completion. And so just the way she said it, I was like, damn, you're right. You know what quote I started applying to? Um every I forgot where I, I keep a little um in my notes app a list of quotes over the last 15 years of my life that I just like because I'm, I'm a quote bitch but <laughs> it says 
it the the quote is be stubborn on the vision and flexible on the details. Mm, yeah, and as a person yeah, who is yeah. sub, who is relent like focused on everything, yeah. and sometimes I can get caught in analysis paralysis of whatever I'm doing. M- me saying that quote like, this is my vision, and I'm going to be stubborn on that, but the mm. actual details of it, I can delegate that, or I can be flexible on it. It doesn't have to be everything, and I can let other people do this because also part of all the labels, the higher high achieving, control freak, whatever, whatever, the the Dana and Nina, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. Dana and Nina special. Um, Asking for help is nowhere in there. Me forming my mouth to say, I need help. Can you help me? Is foreign. And that also played a part into a, plays plays a part into a lot of. Not being able to delegate and ask for help. Toxic trait. Yeah. Red flag. Which is one of my red flags. Yes, absolutely. It's funny because um, now I got employees and I, I remember I was like, well, all right, we got to send these emails. All right, I need to send 50 of them. I was like, all right, how about we split it up? I do 25, you do 25. He looked at me, he was like, why don't I just do all 50? Like, I was like mm. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Well, you, you've yeah, taken yeah. baby steps with that, with, with, getting an, with getting an assistant. Yeah, um, I did. Even though... One of my assistants turned into another assistant and she's been ghosting me, but that's a whole nother story. But yes, I did have an assistant. My OG assistant is still there, but she got like three full jobs. So oh, okay. she had yeah. kind of messed up on one but of even, my orders. Even yeah. making the effort to say, yeah, hey, to try I to need find help, help. Let yeah. me go find And people also recognizing that I think is really funny because they'll just be like, no, why are you saying you will do? Because I'm just a team player. But that's also why people like working for me, why I have a good working yeah. environment where I don't just, uh, I know how to delegate, but I'm also like, you know, if we all got to put our sleeves up. Like you assign yeah. me some outside because I just want it to get done. Well, and that's funny yeah. that you said that, like the vision. And the steps, because I don't even give a fuck. Like, however, we got to get this shit done, we got to get it done. So that way, and that inspires my workers to work harder because they see me. Yeah. Well, also, it's not like toxic in that way because I can't, I already hear it coming out of my mouth. But it's kind of like, you know what? Nina goes hard and she looks out for us and she, she doesn't expect us to do what she's doing, but I'm motivated to do a little bit more. Because I know yeah. that if I need a sick day or if I'm like, oh, I need this or I need that or shit, you need you in the middle of nowhere and you need a ride. They know they can call me. Do you think you're, would you consider yourself a know-it-all? Well, no, know-it-all makes it sound like it's negative. Do you consider yourself someone who knows a lot or is usually right about things? Right about things? I'm usually right about things. Because yeah. one of the things that, think I'm a know-it-all though because I am one of the first people to admit when I am in a meeting like today I was in a meeting for an hour and a half at the end of the meeting they were like Nina do you have anything to say I was like honestly I have to sit with the material because I'm not a finance person I'm at, like mm-hmm. I need to sit with this I'm not gonna hold you up I don't have anything intelligent to say which is why I have been silent I just need somebody to explain this to me like I'm a toddler because it has to do with like finance which is mm-hmm. an aspect of what I do but I don't do it right it's like yeah you know, yeah so yeah. I have to kind of learn a new skill and I'm and I had no problem admitting that on the call being like I don't got yeah. shit to say right now you know so I don't think and I, I know when to say like I don't know I don't know how to do that yeah I think it was funny so I know on our um European trip we were talking and we were like um 
like, oh, what do you think your what do you think, what do you think your red flags are? Um, like the four of us were talking in, in, in a group as we were waiting at an airport. Um, and it's like, do I know my red flags? And my smart ass to one of my friends was like, oh, you want me to tell you yours? Like, I, <laughs> I, know, I started reading I each other down. Um, and so I, you know, shared hers and people were like, yeah, I agree. That could be something room for improvement. And then Tiffany was like, oh, do you want me to tell you yours? And I'm like, sure. And she was like, you are very smart, but you think a lot of times you think that you're right all the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know, I know that about me and I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be comfortable with your red flags. I was like, it's wait. not that I'm comfortable. Where were they expecting you not to be self-aware? I don't know. I'm also, yeah, I'm also self-aware, but, and I, I like strive to get better at being self-aware, but my know-it-allness or being right, it's like, it's not like a ha-ha, I knew that I told you so type of thing. Cause I'll very much in my head be like, oh yeah, I'm right. But this person needs to process and go through and they need to come on, come up with that on their own. So I'll let them do that. But I know that I'm right. Um, it's a straight passed on to me by my Virgo dad. Uh, and Virgo. 99.9% of the time we are right. But on the flip side of that, it is so shocking and nice. And I am like, it's almost like a, like a high when I am wrong and someone tells me that I'm wrong. It's like, yo, I am human. I am wrong this time. Let me tell you how I was wrong. Like, dang, I learned something new. I learned something new. Look mm-hmm. at me evolving, becoming better. Now yep. I'm going to be better tomorrow. I say that too. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, look Looking, at me learning something new. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I, I was saying that to your point of work of like, is that a reason why you hesitate on delegating things? Because you're like, I know this, this is right. Because I feel like in my role currently mm-hmm. with my engineers on my, um, my squad, I don't manage them as far as like, I'm in charge of their performance and all that stuff. I influence without authority. So I run the team, but they don't mm-hmm. report right. to me. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, which is a nice little tangle that I like mm-hmm. because I still do what I do, but the other aspect of like people management is not there. But there's mm-hmm. a large, there is a large gap because they're like deep into data engineering that I just don't know. And I don't even have the time to learn nor do I want to learn it. So it's mm-hmm. also to your point with like the finance thing, it's like, explain to me this. Well, this is what we have to do. So what- Yeah, make, what how does this fit in? Yeah, yeah how a lot of the people in? on my or, team do shit that I don't know. They be writing yeah. code and APIs. I don't know none of that stuff, but yeah. I know how to lead people and I know the vision. I know how the systems work together. Like I'm the matrix person. So I don't need to know okay. in each individual aspect of the matrix I just need to get it to work together and so like I don't need to know to, how to write code in order to understand I need these workers to input data here I need it to go here and I need it to output here mm-hmm. y'all make that work type of thing um yeah okay so, we got a bug in it that's cool I know I can and again for me it, it helps that I I have a general background it's like if you learned how to like I took a shit ton of calculus classes. Don't ask me to do any calculus right now. It, <laughs> I would really have to turn on my brain to mm-hmm. remember how to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's stuff like that where it's like, if I had to, I could, mm-hmm. but I don't have to. So I'm not because yeah. people do this and they get, I don't get paid to do that, but it's people here that get paid to do that. Yeah. So let them do it. Cause they money is motivated them. Yeah. Um, 
I, but back to your question, I think I'm a control freak. So I'm actually very, um, I do delegate pretty well. And I I love to give my team credit. I love, love, love boosting them up and telling people like, oh, so-and-so did that. Or like that mm-hmm. was um, so-and-so to like get them credit. And they have noted as such to me, back to me, like, oh, you're actually really good at like making sure that we get the credit mm-hmm. for the work that we've done. You know, and oh, they like that. <laughs> let me think i need to no we, we did this course and i'm like i need to see send an email a thank you and cc their managers so they know that like this is what your person did mm-hmm. um for performance reviews but yeah i'm i love yeah um but what i do hold to the chest is things that i don't think people could do like me in the sense that i'm a very charismatic person and i know information and i retain information about how people um absorb instructions so like mm-hmm. i'm very strategic it's not about who sends the email it's about how the email is worded and who is com- what well, it is about who's coming from yeah like, very strategic very, like, emails are very email yeah because they're not going to respond to you because you're in yep. a certain department they're going to but then i'll reply back with right the exactly. start the conversation, conversation. yeah emails i'm very that. political yeah. so it's very much and then like there is yeah it's like oh she don't like you so let me ask because mm-hmm. if I ask, they like me, you know, like I'm very mm-hmm. much that. And that's, or like, I bring a certain pizzazz to certain things. Um, and also I do like things to look a certain way. If I feel like it's ugly, I don't like signing <laughs> you off on realize it. everything you're saying is giving off control. <laughs> I mean, I do what it is, but like, but really it gotta be exactly how I want it. It just has so to be like certain it. colors and a certain like version. It gotta be, you know, but tell me your ideas though. Tell me your ideas. <laughs> Wow, I'm contradicting myself, but in my head, it makes sense because it's like, I can give people like, if there's something above my skis, like when I said about writing code or whatever, I have no Mm -hmm. problem being like, oh, Suzanne, I don't need to be hovering over you while you do that, baby girl, Mm -hmm. go ahead and do that. Like do it the way you need to be done. (laughs) Because all I need to know is that the output is what the output needs to be. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't care how the sausage gets made. I'm very much like that. I'm very much a leader Mm -hmm. like that. But with certain things that's going to move the team forward, I am very like, I need to say it this way to this person because that's going to get our mission further. Yeah. Especially in a political environment. It's very yeah. more strategy. And I don't think anybody has to strategy that's skills. That that's essential. And I feel like people, especially for me working where it's like people within the business and then engineers. And I know when I say engineers, I don't mean like me who's educated by my education background is engineering. I mean, literal like they are engineers today. Mm-hmm. Um, they get the rap of like not being as communicative or like people skills, all that type of thing but they're very technical and they know what they know and all of that stuff. So especially in my world, there's value in being that bridge and being able to do both. Um, or even just, like you said, being able to talk to people, being able to, here's the problem, here's what we need to get out of this. And I can talk my way around to get it, but people still feel empowered, included, all that type of type of shit. Um, but Last, I guess to, to end on the question of what um, what is like how you're trying to recognize that and what you're trying to do, I think it will be good for you. You know that there's something you want to change. You know that you want this type of life where you have time to take off, where you can enjoy life, but also still feel 
fulfilled from your job and all this mm-hmm. type of stuff. I know we briefly touched on it, but like one thing I had to realize was this timeline that I have in my mind and of my life. And that means work, job titles, when I'm going to be a wife, when I'm going to be a mother, when I'm going to have a, like all of these different things, take that timeline, what you think it is, write it all down, mm-hmm. light a match and then burn it and then just <laughs> live your life. And it's almost like stop planning for 20 years and start planning for the next three. Cause you know, cause, and I learned, I learned that in the pandemic when I had this full blown plan of I'm gonna move to New York. I'm gonna have all this stuff. And then the world shut down. That was the catalyst for that depression of like, I have all this planned and it all got shut down. But like, even for you, okay, I want to go on a vacation for two weeks in Europe. How would I be able to do that? Given what I, how my life is now mm-hmm. and whatever those blockers are, change them so you can yeah. do that. Yeah. Or I think I'm going yeah, to I'm gonna start saying hard yeah. boundaries. I'm going to do this. I'm going to whatever and just start shifting it to get to that because then, and it's not even the destination. I know I'm going to sound real foo-foo-foo, but it's not even the destination. It's the journey. It's the journey. Oh, is that on a poster on your wall? It's in a, it's in the same fucking quote thing that's in my phone. No, I mean I'm not a I'm not a live laugh love bitch. That's not in my house, but there are some stickies that probably had that on it at some point on a window. I love B and J. Um, but yeah, start setting that out. Um, because yeah. it's fun over here. I love it over here, and I want you to I know I want to come on to yes. to this yeah. side. Yes, take a vacation. This, that weekend in LA was definitely like, oh, this is joy. Like I felt joy. Yeah. I felt joy. I was happy for that. Was conversion yeah. again? I think we talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. I like when my friends are happy more so because I know you needed that shit, and I know yes, I definitely how much it. happiness you had in LA with the life that you built mm-hmm. there. Um, because I think, and this could be a whole other episode of like moving around or when you're literally chasing your dreams and you're even physically moving from one place, rooting yourself out of community to chase those, that's a whole other bag that I feel like people don't understand if you don't live it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. for me, I mean, if y'all don't know, you may know how many times I have moved in my life and so many. to the point now where I'm, I'm used to not having physical community around me yeah. and me flying towards my like, you know what? That's a oh, good point. I'm yeah. gonna go all of these places, so I'm used to being nomad. Yeah, in a, like in a sense. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's not how I am, because when we were talking about the house thing, in my mind, when I buy a house, that's the only house I'm gonna live in because that's how I grew up. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm sitting in the house now that I was mm-hmm. birthed in, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um. So that contradicts. So even having to find a balance of being someone who very much loves, so loves home, but also very much so is never has a stable home in that sense. <laughs> where where is the home? home is where the heart is. Home is where in my, is, home is where right your east home. Side. Home is on the east side of <laughs> And when I say home, that's what I mean. When I say my apartment, that's wherever that apartment is at that given, okay. given time. Um, but yeah, I would say figure out and tangible or that's close in time to you what are the things that are going to make you happy and then be relentless on relentless making those things come to it yeah yeah Um, I agree as much I want to put as much energy into my joy and happiness as I do into work 
Yes. Because even remember when we were we're um, planning to, to go to Vegas for Usher and I had mm-hmm. to keep reminding you. Yeah. Um, fun should not be stressful. Like, don't right. be stressed out about planning fun. Work. Got or no doing way. fun shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was really excited about that. I mean, I'm still excited. Yeah. We have we have a new day to find. But yeah, yeah, and yeah it ended up working. Thing. It ended up working for the better because we were gonna go in like now we got more it was time. Be hella stressed in the middle yeah. of the week. Yeah, and now we're gonna go. It's on a weekend. Yeah, it's hella people's birthdays that we. It, yeah. it turned it's out to work better. out better. Yeah, we yeah. have more time to plan. Yeah, we can actually be in Vegas. Although I don't, I don't ever need to be in Vegas. I know. I was just thinking that, like, I was <laughs> just thinking, like, what are me and Dana going to do in Vegas for more than two days? 27 year old Dana said I'm never coming back here unless it's like a very close friend for a very close friend yes and now it's I'm not going to a club I I I just Vegas clubs are not a thing so we're gonna have to I don't know if they even have like a lounge chill R&B vibe scene but I guess I'll be in maybe in the night or we can (laughs) yeah because Ree also lives in Vegas so we can also find stuff to do that's not on the strip that's um Maybe, maybe because if I'm sick of it being cold, because it'll be in March, I, maybe I'll go to a pool party. But I also see them nasty ass pools, and and yeah, I don't. The thing is, because we used to go from when I was in grad school, we took we were MLK year. I mean MLK weekend, and it's not that mm-hmm. bad. Like it's not. It's actually decent. Like it's regular. It's regular. Work. Okay. Yeah. There was there was a state in time where I was literally in Vegas. I, from like 23 to 27, I felt like mm-hmm. I, was, I went to Vegas like eight times oh, yeah. for like. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, oh, go get drunk and all that. Like, I don't need to do all that. I don't need to be on a strip close to people. Like, I'm. it might be a spa weekend for me. Oh, you know what? I think. We can do a spa. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a relaxing. I don't gamble fucking spa weekend we just we just book a whole bunch of like spa shit and like some good ass restaurant good ass like restaurants. Yeah. go to a show yes go to yeah. show like i would show like up. to go to multiple show because i don't yeah i really didn't go to a lot of, have i been to, i mean i'm sure i've been to a show but like yeah i would love a cirque du soleil yeah i've it, never been to a cirque du soleil so yeah i think maybe that's the vibe spa and circle lay and like basically it's like <laughs> whatever it is it's like 45 year old homegirls in vegas <laughs> that's yeah that's what it's giving yeah um and that, well you say no club but if the birthday people end up going to a club mm-hmm. i'll i guess no yes i'll um, is it a booth Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. She, she said booth. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not right. Doing. You're right. I'm not that was standing a dumb in a question. line. And I'm that was not a dumb question. Up. That was a dumb question. So yeah, that's um, we can do that. Me, bitch. As long yeah. as I take a nap before, I'll be all right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is. Um, I think <laughs> taking yeah taking those tools for you because I feel like where you're at is where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of my friends we go through the same things, but at different points in life. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like a lot of shit that that happens with Tiffany and her job and career, Mm -hmm. I'm usually like six months behind Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like having to move where she lived in a place where she was unhappy. And I lived Mm -hmm. in a place where I was unhappy. Um, So it's like God's way of putting someone in your life to say like, come on, bitch, it gets better. So this is me. Come on, bitch, it gets, (laughs) it gets, it gets better. And I feel like once you're on the other side, you'll feel like, man, this is, that this is crazy. Like, 
this is this is what it means to live live a life um and also appreciating your former self who operated out of anxiety control freak all that stuff because it still will get you to where you are now yeah so like even for me it's like I appreciate that over planning it's because my life is is very yeah. stable it's stable right now. and I, it's, it has brought me a lots of blessings and lots of mental stability because yeah if I was frantic in my 20s and doing what everybody else is doing I had to concentrate to get here so yeah I had to. Be so don't ready. don't hate. Yeah, don't hate right. yourself for how you it's were. Just, I'm, ready to pivot. For, I'm ready to pivot for where it got yeah. you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Um. So yeah, let us let us know. Um. DM us, tweet us, IG us. We're individually on TikTok, but I'm a lurker. I think you'd be posting. I'm definitely a lurker on TikTok. I started posting um, lately just because I had cute pictures to get off, and I can't oversaturate Instagram. Yeah, maybe I'll post my videos on. Or maybe I'll do silly. I don't know. We'll see. And I don't know how to make videos. So just get, I just be grabbing those. Like when I post, I mean, sorry, when I'm scrolling and there's like a filter or something or something that you just yeah. got to add four photos and they do it for you. And you add, oh, okay. that's, that's the only reason I'd be making them. Okay. Maybe try. Um, Cause I can make a real, but I just, I just be so slow. Or like, damn, I feel that I'm like, oh, I got a video that's six seconds. So I know then we gonna go. I was to this presentation on work. And it was like how, like the whole presentation was what we need to do to target Gen Z. And I was like, wow, I am not the target audience for all this. this? <laughs> we are old and outdated what, now. What and were some like, of the takeaways? Like how to get Gen, so like the, um, fuck, I don't know if I could say this. Okay. Um, we don't have to talk about it on the show, yeah. but I want, I want to hear about it. Yeah, but and more so it was like, what we're targeting for for Gen Z to use our app and our products, mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about millennials <laughs> and how we use it. It's like that's like great. We gonna do whatever yeah. we gonna do. It's yeah. It's like okay, that's great. It, but it's a hey, let's do this because Gen Z. The data shows they do this. They care about this, so we're gonna insert that. And it was just a moment where I'm like, wow, my entire career. I have been the target audience for things, mm-hmm. but now I have moved out of that. And yeah, and it's like, dang, I'm not up in the the know by default. Um, what well, TikTok keeps me young? Because it I does. just, and I was like, hey, I, I for real, <laughs> right? And I be knowing shit. Um, better ingredients, better better bitches, better funny, better. Yeah, no, that nigga's funny. He's funny. Love TikTok um yeah. but yeah okay so we will be back when we are back but we are not leaving y'all we are just we'll be back and y'all we will are just hopefully to listen yes we are just busy bitches but we love y'all we love the support whatever follow us on socials queen song queen song pod queen song podcast um and we will see you whenever on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all bye bye this episode was produced by us and edited by Daner Cole. Our theme music is the track Same by Ricky Ells. Be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms. For questions, comments, feedback, or topic suggestions, hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com. Be sure to also check us out and follow on Instagram and Twitter at queentonepod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>